0: Hey, we want to welcome everybody to our new series called The Living Room. My name is Andrew. I'm the lead pastor of Passionate Life Church. This is Tyler. Uh, He is a director uh, over our youth Uh, Group man, him and Sarah are just uh, man. They're awesome leaders over our youth and in our church, and and so he's going to be my guest today. Uh, Our first guest as we kick off this series uh, called the Living Room. Again, this is our new reality, and uh, we're both pretty excited about this. Actually, we we were we're a little depressed in the beginning, but I think you know when we began to pray and seek God uh, and what He has behind this. Um, We both got pretty excited about what what God is doing. And so what we want to do is we really want to go through we want to start with the last words of Jesus, his last commands to his disciples before he ascends into heaven, and then we want to kind of go through the Acts Church, because that's kind of what God is doing right now. He's, He's making us go back to our homes, and, and uh, really what I, what I believe can happen is, is something really powerful, is the family dynamic. We're so busy, right? Now we don't have any choice To be busy right sports programs are canceled there's no school right Right. a lot of people are working from home and so i believe that this is a really important time for us uh not to you know grumble or complain but actually hey uh, let's look at the best in this situation you know what is god doing i believe he's bringing back the family dynamic even even if it's by force (laughs) right (laughs) and maybe we need that maybe we need to be forced uh to be together and so what I want to do, I want to start um, in Matthew 28, and we're going to go through 16 and 20, and Tyler's going to help me through this. Um, and this is the last, again, this is the last commandment. Jesus has died and rose again. Um, he's conquered death, and so he's been alive for about 40 days. He's been um, hanging out with different people, his disciples, and, and, and so now he's getting ready to ascend. Okay, so this is what He says, Matthew 28, 16 through 20. He says, Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Okay, I love that that's in Mm -hmm. the Bible there because this is what what I see. I see, you know, they're worshipping Jesus, right? And then there's some people that are like looking around, right? Maybe maybe Thomas is like, Is this really happening? we like (laughs) You know, and and, and I, I find that is so... That, those three words are so real, but some doubted. And so I want to talk about doubt for, for a moment because I want us to understand that some of us are probably going through some doubt right now, right? Like what is happening? Is God in this coronavirus thing? You know, what is going on right now? Sometimes we feel like we don't have any control, right? And, and so we could be dealing with doubt because we all deal with doubt. And what I want us to remember is that doubt does not disqualify us from the destiny that God has for us. Right. And I'm going to let uh, Tyler share when he, when he had a lot of doubt and he actually thought doubt had disqualified him yeah. from God's destiny. So I'm going to turn it over to you, Tyler, yeah. and, and so you can share. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well,
1: for those of you who don't uh, know my story, um, I'm a, a pastor's kid. You know, born and raised. I was kind of, uh, you know, my whole entire life was the church, and, and I was always around church. And I, at first, I was like, I, I'm never doing anything church, right? Because like, I was all I was around. But um, uh, my dad uh, actually got away from the church, and um, in December of 2011, my dad actually ended up uh, committing suicide. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was, uh, man, that was a huge, huge blow for uh, me and, and my family. Um, you know, my dad was my best friend. He married yeah. my wife and I in our wedding. You know, two months before that happened, and mm-hmm. so just for that to happen, it it really um, threw me for a loop. Uh, me and my family.
0: Your um, dad was in ministry for how long? How long it uh, Twenty, 20 years. So he was pastor for twenty years. Pastor for twenty, 20 years. years. Yeah.
1: Wow. So yeah, the majority of of my life. You know, as a kid, when I was 13 is when my dad uh, ended up leaving the church. And, um, man, there was a a few types of doubt. Um, You know, the biggest one was in in that moment, I I was doubting you, God, are you even here? You know, like, you know, this was like my biggest fear. This is something I didn't want to happen. And and when it happened, it was like, all right, God, where are you at right right now? You know, Um, that was a huge point of doubt. But even more than that... um, Kind of crazy. My dad and I, two weeks before he died, just two weeks, um, mm-hmm. uh, talked about opening up a church together, and, and wow. you know we we're gonna you know do ministry together, and wow. we we're gonna do life together. And um, when that happened, it was almost like I felt that my ministry calling got ripped away from me. Mm. Um, I, I doubted that I'd ever be able to be used by God again, that I'd ever be in ministry again, because that was the plan. You know, that was right. what we were gonna do. Yeah. Um, And so I continued to just keep kind of keep going, you know, through life. And um, I even was in youth pastor roles, still doubting God's purpose for my life, still doubting whether God could
0: use me or not. Um, So you're kind of like teeter-tottering. You're still doing it, but you're still
1: doubting. Yep, totally. Yeah. Yeah, I absolutely was. And I used to have those conversations with Sarah. You know, uh, my wife, you know, I, I think God's done with me. Uh, I, know. You know, I, I don't think God's ever going to use me again. And she would always ask why. And I would always point back to, you know, well, uh, my dad and I were supposed to do this together. And, right. and now we don't get that opportunity. Uh, so maybe God doesn't want me to do it anymore. And and it wasn't until I came to a worship night at Passionate Life Church. I mean, uh. I had been hurt by the church. I, had you know, ran away, wanted nothing to do with it. Um, I came to a worship night and it was very clear. God was saying, I'm not done with you yet. I'm yeah. not done with you. Um, and I went back to the prayer cove, and, and God just really spoke to me. I'm not giving up on you, Ty. Mm. I'm not giving up on you. It's good. And, uh, That's good. yeah, but there was, there was a lot of doubt yeah. in those moments.
0: Yeah, for sure. And uh, doubt is just, doubt is part of it, right? Yeah. Doubt, doubt yeah. is part of this Christian life, and, and you know, we, we, we serve a God who is invisible, okay? We serve God who's invisible, yeah. and we, we can sense him and we can feel him. And so, you know, Satan loves to expose that, right? He mm-hmm. loves to expose that little crack uh, of doubt, especially when traumatic things happen, yeah. you know? What a huge, huge loss to lose your dad. Yeah, And then, not to just lose your dad, but your best friend mm-hmm. and your pastor. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. you had this future, you know that you and your dad had talked about, and so I know many of you that are watching right now. You can relate to that. Like yeah, things happen, right, in this life that we don't have any control over, and you can feel like, man, it's it's over. Yep. Yeah. And we just want to encourage you right now in this moment, man. The door of destiny for your life is never closed. That's right. It is never ever closed uh man god doubt doesn't disqualify us many times doubt has made us stronger do you Mm -hmm. you feel like you know now coming through that how do you feel spiritually like your faith i feel a lot stronger
1: you know because it it took me getting through that um and and you're wondering where god was but looking back in hindsight i can see oh man god had his hand on me the entire way and Mm -hmm. in, in that moment it's hard to see Right. It was really hard to see, but looking back, knowing that God's with me even in the midst of my troubles and my storms, and that gives me all the confidence in the world that, all right, God is big and, yeah. and, and He's got a plan for for my life. It's awesome. Um, much more so than if life just would have been kosher the entire time. So, right. absolutely, because most of our
0: life is not like that, right? Most of our life is not easy, and right. and you know we go through stuff yep. and. Our faith is tested, and that's when doubt comes in. And but doubt doesn't disqualify you. Some of you are probably doubting right now, like, "Man, yeah. why is God allowing this? And, and why is this happening?" And, and, and listen, God's in control. Okay, He's bigger than a virus. He, okay. man, He's got a purpose and a plan for for uh, for all of this. And we, we, you know, what Satan has caused for for disaster, God's gonna turn. Uh, to God, Amen. Amen.
1: Absolutely. Awesome. Hey, let,
0: let's continue with this passage in Matthew twenty-eight, uh, verse eighteen. Then Jesus came to them and said, "All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me." I want to stop right there. Those those two words, "all authority," right? Mm-hmm. That Jesus is saying, yep. "Man, I have all authority." And um, I I just want to share an example, then I'll let you share an example of. In scripture in the gospel where Jesus shows us his authority because right there in that moment he's telling his disciples he's really reminding them of how much authority that he has right because you know he they spent over three years with them with that you know with his disciples they saw him do miracle after miracle and one of my favorite is is in Mark chapter 3 and it's the Sabbath and Jesus is in church and he's preaching, and he's giving a message, and he sees this guy, I don't know if he's on the front row or somewhere in the crowd, that has a withered hand, and uh, he calls him to come forward, okay? He calls this guy to come forward in the middle of church, and all the religious leaders are there, and they're sitting there, and they're just waiting to see what Jesus is going to do, because they had a, a law, the Sabbath law, that you could do anything, right, on the Sabbath. Um, and so Jesus calls this guy forward, right? He's got this withered hand. And the belief back then is if, you had a deformity that it was your parents' fault. Sure, right, (laughs) Right? yep. yep. It was your parents' fault. Your parents must have done something really bad, and they must have done something very sinful for this to happen. And so they're looking at this guy as a sinner, right? And and his parents as a sinner. Mm -hmm. And so Jesus says, hey, come forward, and man, what faith for that guy to even get up in front (laughs) of everybody, right? (laughs) In this scene, he gets up, and, and he's walking towards Jesus, and he has this withered hand, and Jesus says to him, stretch out your hand. Mm. And and as he responds to Jesus, man, he stretches out that withered hand, and he's completely healed. And Jesus is yeah. showing us in this moment, hey, I got authority over your physical body. I, I got authority over sickness and disease, yeah. deformity, um, something that even that you've had for all of your life, this guy had this Oh, whole all life. He was born mm-hmm. like this. And Jesus right. is like, man, I can heal it. I have authority over your body. Yep. What, what's one of your favorite stories of Jesus and, and the way he's showing authority? Yeah,
1: I mean, there's so, so many. But one of my favorites, man, and I think a lot of it has to do with, you know, kind of going through difficult times is when... Uh, Jesus is walking on water, right? And he yeah. calls Peter out of the boat. He says, you know, Peter, come out. I mean, we like to you know make fun of Peter, but he's right. the only one who got out of the boat. Okay? So, I mean, he, right. That took some guts. But <laughs> so he gets out of the boat, man, and, and he's walking towards Jesus. And, and the waves and the wind start to just get a little wild, right? right? It starts to get a little wild, and Peter starts to sink, you know? Right. And, and Jesus' hand was extended to Peter the whole entire time. The whole time Jesus was there. Right. And, and in the end, you know, he's able to calm the winds Ooh. and the waves. You know, in and, yeah. and that, he calmed the literal, literal winds and waves, but he also can calm the winds and the waves in our life. You know, he has authority over the actual waves, the actual winds. If you ever it's been good. in the ocean, you know, you know how unpredictable those things right. can be. But the fact that he's able to have control over those things, um, both in, in reality and in our lives, man, it's just, I, I love that
0: story. So, good. Yeah. Jesus wants to calm Your fears right now. I I feel like there's a lot of anxiety and fear and stress. You know, especially you parents that are with your kids all day. Come on, somebody. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) there's uh, moms and dads that are stressed out. Listen, I know there's going to be a temptation to drink all day long. Okay, (laughs) come on. Put the bottle down. Come on. Alcohol is not the answer. Jesus is the answer (laughs) during this time. Uh, Man, he he has authority over anxiety, the winds and the waves in our life. And and man, you know, I want you to visualize, you know, just what Tyler said in this moment. Jesus is reaching out. Mm -hmm. And he's reaching out. And and all all Peter had to do is reach out back. Yep, totally. And just being reminded that Jesus is there. He's got his hand reaching out during this crisis you know he's there with his his hand so good yeah. so good tied so. Let, Let's continue in, in, in Matthew chapter 28 uh, 16 through 20. We're only on verse nineteen. Okay, here we go. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And surely I'm with you always, to the very end of the age. Where where I want to, uh, I kind of want to sit for a moment. Is one therefore go? Mm-hmm. Therefore go. Go is an action word, right? Right. Yep. And, and so Jesus is commanding us. Uh, to go, to to put our um, words in action, to to actually go do something. And then he says to make disciples, Mm -hmm. right? He says this, make disciple. And in scripture, believing in Jesus, believing that God exists, isn't enough. Jesus tells us that even the demons, no, actually the demons knew exactly who Jesus was, right? right? And they were like begging Jesus, please don't, you know, destroy us before our time. And they like knew, you're the son of God, we know who you are. And so believing in a God isn't enough. Mm -hmm. And that's where discipleship discipleship comes in, where we fully follow Jesus with our whole lives. Um, completely surrendering. And so what I want to talk about, discipleship, you know, in church, we, we talk about that a lot. But practically speaking, mm-hmm. and you just came out of the corporate world, you've sure. got that corporate smell on you yep, still. Yep, sure, I, sure <laughs> right. I, do. Yep, I probably do. <laughs> and so you you have a great perspective of just coming out of the corporate world and, and, and of what the corporate So So practically speaking, what does it look like, to not only become a disciple for yourself, to get closer to Jesus Mm -hmm. in the daily grind, right? right. Uh, Of getting up in the morning and getting the kids ready and school and sports programs and Mm -hmm. drive to work and just being there. So why don't you share, you know, what does it practically look like for not only for us to get closer to Jesus in the daily grind, but Mm -hmm. also uh, be aware that there's people hurting and broken around us. Yep. Go ahead and share your experience.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like Pastor Andrew just said, I, I got out of the, the corporate grind not too long ago. Um, you know, spent, you know, three, four years there. And man, um, it's tough. It's, it's tough to find that time because corporate America yeah. is all centered on uh, I got to get more. How do I get, you know, how do I get the next promotion? How do right. I do this? And it's this constant hustle and grind. Um, and I found myself getting kind of far away from God. When the more I focused on me and, and making money and, and doing all these things, that became my primary focus. I mean, obviously God wants us to work, right? God wants us to provide, God wants us to, to do things well. But that started to consume who I was. Um, and it was just, you know, just recently, I, when I was in the corporate world, it was, all right, I need to spend the first 15 minutes of my day and, and just pray. Just turn on some worship music and pray. I had an office, and so it was one of those things where I could just shut my office door. I'm not going to let anyone come in. I'm not going to check my email because I know if I check my email right away, right, my day's over. Right, right. It's, it's, it's over. <laughs> um, so I would just not open my email. I would turn on uh, you mm-hmm. know this Spotify playlist, and I would just pray mm-hmm. and ask God for. Uh, you know, whatever I I needed that day. God, you know, help me do my work well. Um, Give me patience today with, you know, certain people that I'm going to be calling and working with. You know, help me just to glorify you today. And I found that when I did that, when I took that time when I was really intentional about just praying, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I would still have things come up in my day that were just like, ah, just frustrating and aggravating. But when, when I took that time to pray and really set the foundation for my day, Get my day started out right. I was able to look through those things just with a different lens mm-hmm. and, and just understand. Ah, okay. You know what? This is frustrating, but <laughs> but I know God's gonna help me through this. Right. Um, so I would say, you know, the first thing, just pray. Yeah. Pray on, on the way to work. If you don't have an office, you don't have a space where you can, uh, you know, just shut your door and, and get alone with God. Pray on your way to work. Um, just being really intentional about starting your day with Jesus um, is good. so so important. When you're on this corporate grind, mm-hmm. um, a- another thing, man, is being personable. I mean, if you ever worked in corporate America, you yeah. know it's not very personable. Everywhere it's like, hey Bob, you know, you're walking through the, the you know <laughs> right. the hallway and you're getting your coffee, and it's like this little quick two minute like, oh, how's the weather? You know, you right. see like those jokes, but like that's how it is. <laughs> right. um, you know, and it's uh, it's it's not personable at all, and it's so easy because it, it's so just go 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 mm-hmm. all the time. Um, you know, it's so easy to just kind of shut people out and be like, hey, I'm too busy, man. Hey, hey, oh, I'm sorry, I gotta get this done. And yes, again, we have to do our work well. We have to get our job done. But making sure that you're personable uh, along the way. I had a guy who sat across the hall from me um, who I know was kind of going through a a tough time and and for a while there, man, I was so consumed with the corporate grind that I would just, uh, it was like, ah, no big deal, you know, he'll figure it out. That's, you know, he'll, he'll get it done. Um, but as I started to pray, uh, God started to really soften my heart and just told me, you know what? Go ask him how he's doing. Good. Like, how, how are you doing? Hey, man, we're not talking about work. We're not talking about any of that. Yeah. How, how are you doing right now? How are you doing today? How's, how's your son doing? And, and he would just break. Anytime I mentioned his son, his son was going through a lot of tough times. And when I mentioned his son, he would just break. And, and, and he would just, you know, cry. A few times he just cried right there in his office. And mm-hmm. I was able to just give him wow. love and told him I love him. And, and be jesus right. to him you know right. the, the bible says the world will know you're mine by the way you love one another that's good and i think a great way to do that in corporate america is just to be personable yeah. just ask someone how they're doing today you know no one does that if, if your boss comes over and tells you it's either oh i'm in trouble or hey you're doing right. a good job so you get more work right today, right i mean awesome. that's what it is great thanks appreciate it um you know that 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 personable um spirit is just lacking in corporate america so just yeah. Be that, be yeah. that for your coworkers, your bosses, um, you know, your employees. If, if you're ahead of people, you know, be personable. It's good. And then the last thing I would say is be intentional. It's good. Um, be intentional, and, and what I mean by that, um, for me, it was man having to drop my work at the door. Mm-hmm. At, you know, at five o'clock I work eight to five, right? So I, at five o'clock when I walk out, I gotta drop it. Right. I gotta drop it at the door, and, and I didn't do that for probably two and a half years. Wow. And um, you know, I, I didn't realize. I didn't it's not like I realized, ooh, I'm I'm, you know, ignoring my family or, or anything. But I would be at the dinner table and I would get a text from someone I'm working with. Or I would get an email or or I would, oh crap, I need to do that. And it's right. like, uh oh, okay, I need to I need to do that. Um, and so I'd get on my phone and, and my daughter is, you know, trying to tell me about how her lay win at kindergarten and I'm just too focused on my phone and, and working. And it took my wife calling me out. It's real like, life. It's, it's real life. It's real life stuff, man. <laughs> you know, my wife was like, "Hey, your daughter's trying to talk to you. Yeah. You know, your daughter is trying to talk to you. I've been trying to talk to you, and, and you know, you're just on your phone." And in, in the moment, I'm like, "Well, I have to do my job. I have to do my work." You know, right. uh, "Sorry, you know, I'll, I'll hold on." And and man, God checked me. He was like, no, your your number one priority has got to be your family. When you're at home, it's got to be about your family." Um, and so, man, a practical thing that you know that I did to to make sure I did that was took my phone, I set it upside down, or I'd set it in a completely different room. And when I'm at dinner with my family, when I'm at home with my family, it's got to be about them. yeah, it's got to be about them because the corporate world doesn't stop, man. It, right. and it it doesn't stop as long as you let it. they will uh, it'll continue just to eat you alive, man, yeah. And you can work around the clock all the time. For what you know, I heard someone say, "I've never seen a hearse with a U-Haul behind it." You know, yeah. you don't get to take all this stuff that you make. It's you good. know, all this money, all this stuff that you get, you don't get to take it with you. Um, but you know, making a lasting impact on your family is important, right. and, and that starts with being intentional, man. Just leaving your work at work. Don't yeah. bring it home. Um, I'm sure you know if you're in corporate America, it's, you know it's it's hard to do that sometimes. But I, I would say you know, the three things, man. Pray. Uh, be
0: personable and, and be intentional. Those yeah. things really, really can make a difference. That's awesome. And I feel like we have an opportunity now to create some new habits, right? Because yeah. we're yeah. a lot of people are working from home, yeah. right? And, and and so we have an opportunity to create new habits and even set new expectations. Again, this is not forever, right? This right. is just a short period of time that we're mm-hmm. going through right now. Um, but seeing what's really important to you family is important kids are important yeah your marriage is important yeah. And setting some new expectations after mm-hmm. this is all over with and even saying to your boss or or maybe you are the boss of just saying hey i need to get a healthier um lifestyle here i need yeah. to have a better work-life balance yeah. and, and use this time to to prioritize and, and and kind of just say man i don't i don't go back to that because I, yeah. I know I know it's going to happen. A lot of people are going to enjoy this time and, mm-hmm. and find that you enjoy being with your kids and enjoy being with your family more. Mm-hmm. And so this is a, a, a great opportunity to even maybe go to your boss and say, hey, hey, you know, I actually got more work done working from home. Can I work from home one or two days a week? Yeah. And, and just so you can be in te- more intentional, kind of what you're saying, uh, of being home and being present yeah. uh, in, in, in your home. And I, I that's that's awesome. Um, you know, the other thing that in discipleship that I, that I don't think it's talked about a lot is, is being uh, kind. Yeah. 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 Being kind to it's one fun. another. Yeah. And people are like, I saw a video the other day. <laughs> and people in Walmart were oh. literally fighting over toilet paper, <laughs> like these big rolls of toilet paper. Like oh, yeah. they were throwing bows. Like, I mean, they were going at it and they were screaming at each other. Like, this is the time not for us to act that way, Um, especially as followers of Christ. You know, an oxymoron is a mean Christian, Mm -hmm. except we've probably all met a mean Christian before in our life that's kind of turned us off. And so, man, this is an opportunity for us to be kind. I want to read this passage as we kind of wind down of our living room series today. Romans 2, 4, don't you don't you see, and this is the apostle Paul, he says, Don't you see how wonderfully kind, tolerant, and patient God is with you? Does this mean nothing to you? Can't you see that his kindness, God's kindness, we serve a kind God, is intended to turn you from your sins. And so it's not, you know taking this and bashing someone over the head with it, right? Right. Yep, exactly. And saying, you need Jesus, you know what I mean? It's actually the opposite. Paul says, man, it's actually our kindness to one another that is attractional, that leads people to Jesus. And man, a time where people are freaking out, flipping out, man, what an opportunity for us as the church uh, us as followers of Jesus to show, hey, we can be kind yeah. in this moment. Did you have anything yeah. to add to that? Yeah, I mean, absolutely.
1: Like you said, you know, they talk, yeah, but we mentioned this earlier. The Bible says the world will know your mind by the way you love. And, and kindness, love, right? You know, you go through the, the gifts of the Spirit and yeah. the fruits of the Spirit. Um with my coworker, man, when I would just ask him, you know, hey, how you doing? How you doing? And he started to open up and that led to conversations yeah. about the gospels and good. it led to conversations yeah. about church. So I think like, like Andrew said, man, it's not about just shoving this down people's throats. Right. Man, be the church, be kind and let God work on their heart and that will open up new opportunities to reach people for Jesus. But so it all cool.
0: starts and with the fruit of the spirit and being kind. You yeah. know, If we just, you know, take a moment before we're mean, <laughs> and remember how patient God was with us, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. How, how patient he, he waited. I did drugs and party for seven years, and I was away from God, and He was waiting patiently yeah. for me, you know? Yes. And, and just that image of God is always like this with us, right? He's right. always come on man I'm here I'm waiting patiently for you yeah you know he doesn't force himself upon us but he's waiting patiently That's good. Uh, for us and then the last thing that Jesus says um the last words is I am with you always mm-hmm. I am with you always and, and I want us to remember that in this crisis in, in this difficult time that we're, we're going through that uh man we're we're reminded that Jesus is with us yep You know, he's with us in our anxiety and our stress. And and, and Jesus is is always, man, he's always with us no matter what we're we're going through. Did you have any final thoughts uh, today as we kind of wrap up? Yeah, time. I mean just kind of going back
1: to uh you know God having authority over the winds and the waves. And in that moment, like Andrew said, God, Jesus is like this, right? He's he's his hand is reaching out to us. Yeah. And he's there. He's always been there, he's always with us. And right now it's kind of hard. It could be kind of hard to see, God, are you really there? Because there's a lot of winds and waves in yeah. our life right now. But just realizing and recognizing that Jesus said I am with you always. Mm-hmm. You know that's the last thing he said yeah. before he ascended in heaven. I mean yeah. if you had one final word to say to somebody yeah. it would probably be really important. Yeah. Right? It so would probably be something that was really on your heart and really something you wanted to get across. And so for Jesus to say my last words to you is I am with you always, I mean that should give us so much confidence yeah. that Jesus meant that. Yeah. And that was important to him because that was his last words to us on earth, when right. he ascended into heaven. So so good.
0: Peace, that should give us peace. We're gonna choose peace and not panic, right? Hey, we now wanna transition into uh, our response time just like we do on Sunday. We wanna give you an opportunity to respond to what God has been speaking to you, even in your living room, or wherever you're at watching this. Uh, We wanna give you an opportunity to respond. That's that's the thing about becoming a disciple of Jesus. You're you're gonna respond to to his heart. And so I wanna wanna read this passage in Romans 8, 6 as we we close out, and then we're gonna pray. Uh, Romans 8, 6 says this, the mind of a simple man is death, but the mind controlled by the Spirit is life and peace feel like that's what we need to choose right now we need to choose peace in the time of chaos And so i would just ask that man let's just bow our heads and close our eyes wherever we're at um, and just let let the Holy Spirit speak to you in this this moment maybe you'd say uh, Andrew man, I've never said yes to Jesus and I need to choose peace today I need to choose Jesus today and I would like to do that for the very first time or man i have been swallowed by this time of chaos and 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 just stress and i want to rededicate my life to jesus today i want to rededicate my life to choosing peace and not panic wherever you're at man just just i I know this might be some way just just slip up your hand like, like just make some jesus is Faith is an action, and so we're gonna raise our hand in, in action, okay? And I would just ask that you would just repeat this prayer after us this morning, um, man, just as uh, just an act of faith, right? This is your personal declaration of faith, and so come on, let, let, let's just pray. Dear Jesus, I thank you for what you did on the cross, and I ask right now that you forgive me of all of my sin, that you would come into my life and be Lord and King. And from this day forward, I will follow you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Come on, the, the angels are celebrating right now. They're, are I don't think they're practicing social distancing and, and so I don't think they have to elbow right. each other, right? I think they're high-fiving. Uh, but you know, on a serious note, man, you've just made the greatest decision of your life, man. Uh, Choose peace. And so we've got a text number. Uh, if you made a decision for Christ, please let us know. We've got man tons of resources that we want to send you and encourage you on this journey. Uh, we have an email that, that uh, for, for prayer requests. I'm sure there's a lot of prayer requests during this time. We just want you to know that you are not alone. Jesus is with you and we're with you too as a community and, and as a church. Uh, we don't want you to feel isolated or lonely please reach out, text us or email us or even call our our, our church phone number and we would love to pray with you. Uh, and send you some resources. Hey, thank you for for being with us. Hey, thanks, Ty, for for being with me today and and kicking off our series, The Living Room. Uh, Man, be looking for for more uh, next week. We're we're gonna continue the series, The Living Room series, uh, until this uh, quarantine thing is done and we can actually meet together. But uh, in the meantime, we have an awesome opportunity to to reach the world uh, for Jesus. Uh, Coming up next is uh, Pastor Don's gonna close us out uh, with kind of some information uh, that is happening. Hey man, thanks again for joining us and we'll see you uh, sometime this week.